tired of life just happening to you? Sick of your daily routine and want to experience real progress? Tired of cheap hacks and skeptical about anyone trying to give you their 10 cent motivation? Welcome to the ABCs for Purposeful Living Podcast. The place that takes the bedrock foundational principles of success and breaks them up into smaller rocks that you can take and use for your own construction as you build the life of your dreams the way that you want it. Stop living by default. Get busy designing. Let the podcast begin. David Thermer is an award-winning transformational life coach, leadership expert, and speaker. He's worked with over 100,000 people across 34 countries for the past 10 years, helping them to experience major change in their lives and to implement habits and rituals to ensure that the progress is lasting. Through his immersive seminars, live events, and coaching retreats, he makes you shake down your life, beliefs, and habits to their foundations in order to help you build a more intentional and powerful future. It's these foundations that he is bringing to you week by week in these podcasts, with the goal of helping you, wherever you may be, to get a hold of your life and turn it into something amazing. Welcome to the ABCs of Purposeful Living Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the ABCs for Purposeful Living. My name is David Thurmer and I'm so happy to be here with you as we are talking through the bedrock foundational principles for your personal success. It's been a while since we uh, last picked up on this. We had been going through um, different success principles that you can build your life of success on. We went through A, B, C, D, E, F, and you can find those on either Simplecast or on Spotify or on iTunes or wherever you happen to be listening on. And because it's the start of the new year, I figure this is a good place to start. And we are going to be doing G for growth. Now, I want to do something different this time around. What I would like to do for this particular episode is I was just going through my my archives of stuff that I've done in the past, and I was looking over a few different things. And one interesting thing I came across was a Facebook Live I did back in 2019 on the topic of transformation. And actually, it was recorded around the same date that I'm recording this now. Uh, the 18th of January. And that's actually a very significant date, believe it or not, when it comes to um, plans for the new year and just achieving goals with general growth and targets and stuff. And the interesting thing about this video is that it talks a lot about the the message that I want to cover in our time together because it is the beginning of, of the new year and it is a pretty important time. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to watch the video split screen along with you. And then I'd like to comment in at a few different parts and add in my two cents, give it an updated uh, point of view. And hopefully by that, we should be able to get through this entire session together. So if you're listening to this, um, I will 
indicate when I've put things on pause, but if you're watching it on video, it might be even better. So let's get into it. I'm a little bit, <laughs> I've never done this before, so this should be interesting. Okay, so let's, let's look at myself from 2019. Here we go. Well, hello everyone and welcome. We are live. Okay, first things first, why am I wearing that hat? Yeah, that's a favorite hat of mine. I tend to wear it in most situations where I'm having a bad hair day. As I get older, I have less and less hair and it looks more and more disastrous because there's only so much you can do with it. And so I have, um, some days are better than others, but I have a lot more bad hair days than good hair days these days. So that was one of the bad hair days where unfortunately I had to wear a cap to cover it out. And this is... 18th January 2019. So I had actually just had my accident about three days before that, and I was still waiting for the reports to come in whether or not I would need to have surgery um, around the time where I was filming this video. So if you see me wincing at any point, or if there's, if I look like I have a pained expression on my face, it's because I was kind of struggling through the fact that I had just had a pretty serious accident. But okay, enough background. Let's get back to watching this and I will explain as I go along. Okay, let's do this. Wow, so glad to be here live with you all again. If you're wondering why I look a bit nervous, it's because I am. This is only the second live session that I've done ever on Facebook and the first one was this morning. So still a newbie to it. Till date, I still have only done those two live sessions so facebook live has not been something that i've mastered not something i'm interested in doing as well i prefer to shoot videos like this where we can see each other but who knows i maybe should get back into it because it's been two years since i did my last one all right let's keep going but so good to see you and so good to be here with you all it's kind of weird just talking to my face right now you know because i'm used to speaking to crowds of anywhere from 50 to, you know, three, four, 5,000 people at a time. So just sitting over here, you know, my own, my face being the only audience seems kind of a little bit weird, but it's, it's a good experience. And I know that you're going to be there watching and whether you're watching it live or whether you're watching on review or whether someone who has seen it live has liked it and shared it with you. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope and pray that this time is a refreshing time for you. It's an inspiring time for you. And hopefully you'll find some things within this time that's going to uh, revolutionize your life and get you on track to make 2019 a wonderful year for you. And 2021 as well. That, that links me to a question. How is your 2019 going for you so far? Yeah, I know it's early. We're 19 days in. And I've been asking people this question for the past week or so. I was like, how's your 2019 going? How's your new year going? And they're like, the new year just started. It's not going anywhere just yet. Okay. Well, the year might just be starting, but a lot has already happened in this year. And a lot of the things that we promised ourselves that we would do this year, a lot of the things that we told ourselves would happen this year aren't happening. And we're not seeing a lot of the things that we made or that we hoped would come to, through this year. What do I mean by that? Let me just give you a big example. Have you ever heard of this thing called resolutions? 
Of course you've heard of resolutions. We all make them. We make them all the time. Every time the new year runs around, everyone's like, let's make resolutions. Let's make intentions. Let's make some positive goals because we don't want this new year to be the same. We want this year to be different. New year, new me. Yeah, exactly. We don't want 2021 to be 2020 all over again. I think for the majority of the world's population, we're like, no, we're done with that. Thank you very much. Let's not do it again. All right. Anyone seen that hashtag? New year, new me. Oh, my. If you ever, if you did, if you have Instagram and you've opened up your Instagram between the 30th to maybe the of December to the 1st of January, you've been absolutely flooded with this new year, new me hashtag. So I'm going to call it what it is, bullshit. And everyone feels that, okay, this, uh, this is what I'm going to do for the new year. And I just see a compilation of all my friends. Immediately when that happened, if some of you follow me on Instagram, you know, I did this. On uh, 31st, I sent out a request to people. And I said, hey, share with me some of the, what your new you looks like. You know, share with me some of your goals, intentions, plans, resolutions for the new year. And the list I got was incredible. You know, things like such as, you know, lose weight, get more organized, spend more, spend less, save more, enjoy life to the fullest, you know, stay fit, be happy, learn something new, quit smoking or drinking, you know, spend quality time with the family, fall in love, help others to fulfill their dreams. There's so many different things. That's generally, you can cut and paste that list pretty much every single year because no matter how many years go on, people generally want to do the same things over and over. I've lost count of the amount of times that it's been the exact same thing that goes on over and over again. The lose weight, stop smoking, spend more time with your family. You know, it's like you can literally do like a New Year's bingo. In fact, we <laughs> we actually tried it one year. We do this thing every um, New Year's. I have a coaching group that I work along with and we do this thing which we call um, candlelight and basically what it is people come together and everyone lights a candle and the candle represents all their aspirations for the year ahead and they do three things first of all they um, they are express gratitude for the year gone by and they reflect on their lessons of what they've learned and they also take the time to set intentions for the year ahead and things that they want to come and then like i was talking about in my previous video they spend a little bit of time journaling and they make a statement for the year and these <clears throat> are the three things that they basically focus on and interestingly enough you always kind of hear the same things repeated over and over and over and over again so one funny thing that we like to do is one year we did this thing called the new year bingo or the candlelight bingo and we secret we secretly kept cards and we put down all the favorite things as like lose weight spend more time with family give up junk food stop smoking all the different things over there. And as soon as someone went through, you just like tick it off. Because it's just like the same standard stuff you hear all the time. Because <clears throat> we have this idea that every new year we should be doing something new. And we should be working on all these areas. Because none of us are complete individuals. A lot of us, we see where we want to go. And we look at where we are right now. And we're like, we don't like where we are right now. We want to go a little bit further. We want to be something better. We want to achieve something more. We have this idea 
that where we want that the place where we want to go the new person we want to be there's something exciting about that and we want to go over there and get it and so every year we make these plans and as we see we don't usually get there anyway i'm going to let the 2019 version of me keep talking and then a 2021 version of me will fill in okay and whoever made those you're they're not alone you might have made things like this and you're not alone too Statistics have shown, and you can research this on McKinsey Institute of Management on their website, over 46% of this world's population makes New Year resolutions. 46%. That's 3.2 billion people in this world. I would like to see the breakdown of this, actually. It'd be pretty funny. Like, out of that 46%, out of that 3.2 billion, how many of them want to lose weight? How many of them want to have a better relationship with their family? How many of them want to fall in love this year? It'd be pretty interesting, actually, to get the actual statistics. I would actually love to do, like, I don't know how we'd do, go about getting the data for this. I don't know how the McKinsey in Institute of Management actually figured this one out, but if they ever get a chance to do this again, I'd be interested in getting just a little bit deeper into this topic. Because, you know, if you know me, I'm a nuts for uh, stats and for figures and numbers and charts and graphs. I'm not one, I'm not much for uh, like, you know, uh, numbers and sums and all those different things, but my goodness, you give me some good some good stats and I just absolutely love that. So I'd love to get to the bottom of this thing at some point if we ever get a chance, but I'm off topic. Let's continue. 3.2 billion people in this world decide that I am going to have a new start this year. I am going to change something in my life this year. When this year begins, this year is going to be different. You know, new year, new me. However, statistics also show that by January 18th, which we uh, coaches and, and uh, psychologists call the cutoff day, by January 18th, 90% of those who have made New Year's resolutions have broken them. 90%. Let that sink in. Three billion people out of the 3.2 billion who set resolutions have already given up on them 18 days into the year. Why? Shocking, right? You might have set New Year's resolutions yourself. You might have set New Year's intentions. I want you to think about this for yourself too. Have you, are you still following them? Are you still living them? Are you? Have you fallen behind on them? Why? I know I've set a lot of intentions over the years. I've set a lot of goals at the turn of the year. And we all do it. And there's nothing wrong with it because it's a basic human need. Wired in human psychology is the need to be contributing to something greater than oneself. We all feel the need to grow. We all feel the need to contribute. We all feel the need to be changing, to be progressing. When we're not changing, we're not progressing, we feel stagnant, we feel frustrated, we feel bored. It's just a natural part of life. And so we get this thing in our heads that January 1st is when all this is gonna happen. 2019 is gonna be the year of change. And I think that's a very crucial point. This is me interjecting again. I think it's a very, very crucial point because um, a number of my clients that I work with and I've talked to over the years, they come to this ridiculous conclusion that there's no use of setting goals or setting dreams or setting intentions or setting plans because you're just going to end up being disappointed anyway. But that doesn't do any good because as human beings, we need that. We need that sense 
of something to move towards. We have to have something that we are going after. As human beings, a very basic part of our psychology is that we need to go and get somewhere. And I'll explain that in depth in just a minute. I'm going to let the 2019 version of me finish, explain the next little bit. And then I'm going to ex come back to this point and bring in the balance of psychology into it. So just hold that thought. But then we realize within four or five days into the new year, it's not the year of change. It's exactly the same year again. And so some of us just give up. We're like, we're not making new year resolutions ever again because we can never seem to live them. We can never seem to make them a reality. What's the solution? Is lasting change possible? Of course it is. You've seen it in the lives of people that you know. I've seen it in the lives of many people that I've worked with and coached over the years. You know, I've worked with uh, thousands of people across 20 different countries for the past 12 years. And I 34 countries now. You know, I, 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 I have this crazy dream. I'm, I'm going off topic everywhere. I'm sorry about this. I just wanted to eject this. I have this crazy dream. By the time I'm 40, I would have liked to have worked with a million people in a hundred different countries. So I'm at 34 countries and about 110,000 people at the moment. So let's see how much further we get from here. But. And I have seen some people make incredible changes. I've seen changes in my own life when I actually applied certain steps and saw that things go from night to day difference. But one thing that's interesting from studying all these people and from seeing the results of my own life, other people's lives, I've noticed there's a very distinct trend and there's a very distinct reason for why people succeed and why people fail. And that's the reason for this live, because I just wanted to share that with you. Because honestly, I want 2019 to rock for you. I want 2019 to be absolutely amazing for you. I want 2019 to be the year that you go out and get the shit that you want. You know, you gotta, this year is going to be the year where you become the best version of yourself. This is going to be the year where you step into your destiny and fulfill your dreams. And so that's why this live video. And let me, I'm going to share it with you in the form of a quote. And this is a quote you might have seen before. It's a guy you've definitely heard of. It's a guy named Confucius. You've heard of him, right? You've seen his sayings written on memes, on uh, inspirational posters on Instagram. Some people put it in fortune cookies, other people tattoo it to themselves. A very simple saying. And I want you to write it down if you have a paper and pencil, if you want to, because this is something that's going to revolutionize your life if you think about it, all right? It goes like this. Confucius says, wherever you go, there you are. Sounds silly, right? I know the first time I heard it, I laughed. What on earth is he saying? Wherever you go, there you are. Stop and think about that for a minute, though. The more you think about it, the more it'll start to sink in. What is he saying? Wherever you go, there you are. No matter where you go, you are taking yourself with you. You're taking you, you're taking your habits, you're taking your thought processes, you're taking your emotions, you're taking your belief systems, you're taking your paradigms and your patterns wherever you go. And so when you go into the new year, it's not new year, new me. No way. It's new year, old you, because you are still you. Everything that has kept you in a rut up until this point is going to keep you in a rut going forward 
into the year ahead. Okay, I just want to um, explain this point a little bit further. Like I said, I would come back to it in the psychology aspect. Okay, there was a, a very, very famous psychologist. His name was Jeffrey Allen Gray. And Jeffrey Allen Gray did a very interesting research on the theory of consciousness. And the way that he, he explained life was very interesting. He said all of life is a journey. All of life is pursuing a goal. Like as human beings, it's very foundational to us that we need to be constantly going after something, right? And moving in a certain direction and going to a particular place, that is what produces happiness within us. And this is something that is very, very deeply psychologically true. Say, for example, if you know anything about neuropharmacology, you will know about this chemical in our brains called dopamine, right? And dopamine is known as the happiness drug. Now, what, what, what does dopamine have to do with our plans and goals? Very simply, because all of life is this great big journey. And it's not just the great journey that we have, according to Jeffrey Allen Gray, from the beginning of our life to the end of our life. It's also in every single action that we take throughout every single day. There's a lot of different choices that we make and a lot of different ideas and the way that our brains work, the way that the dopamine system works in this particular thing, we look at the world, we make a plan, okay? And our plan, let's say, is, for example, to get from point A to point B. And your brain automatically associates happiness with getting to point B. And so when you make a plan, you say, okay, here I am, here's point A, and I'm going towards point B. Your brain will release a little bit of dopamine as soon as you start at plan A. That's the starting point. And then your brain releases the next dose of dopamine when you get to plan B, the other place where you're going. And so from point A to point B, that is the place where you get your happiness. And you see this played out across your entire spectrum of life. Like say, for example, if you're trying to lose weight, when are you happiest? Okay, if you say, I'm going to lose 35 kilos, that's your goal. I want to lose 35 kilos. You're not happiest when you hit the 35 kilos. You're the happiest when you hit the first kilo down. Because your brain sees it, progress has been made, you are moving in that certain direction, your brain gets super excited, your brain's like, okay, we've done that, this is great. The dopamine cycle is being used and it's being released and all those different things are happening and that is where you feel happiness. Which is why throughout the past 200 years, psychologists, motivational speakers, life coaches, and uh, philosophers have always been telling us that it is the progress that equals happiness. It is not reaching a goal or getting to a particular place. It is the journey along the way that makes us happy. And it's true because as we are passing the milestones, as we're seeing these different things come true, your brain is like happy, 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 happy. But staying in one place will not make you happy. You got to be moving because that's what your body wants. That's what your brain wants. That's what your psychology wants. That is how life is designed to work. And so as human beings, we perceive the world very, very differently, according to Jeffrey Allen Gray and according to the other psychologists who back up this claim. We don't see the world in terms of things around us. We look at everything as either opportunities or obstacles, as tools or obstacles, something we can use 
or something that comes into our way. And this goes across the board at a very deep psychological level, whether or not it is another person or it is a piece of furniture or it's a rock or whatever it is. We see the world in terms of this. If all of life is a journey, if everything is from here we're going we're starting here, we're going there because we're after happiness and that's where we want to go. Along the way, there there are many different things that come and in in, come into our life and we look at them and we judge them on the basis, is this something, is a tool that's going to help me? Or is it a obstacle that's going to hinder me? And so we make our plan. The brain releases a bit of the dopamine. We get super excited. We're like, okay, let's go to this particular place. And then what happens? Boom. There's an obstacle in the way. And then you start feeling sad because something came up in the way that stops me from achieving my goal and getting to my plans. What is it that gets us over the obstacle? What is it that gets us around the obstacle? What is it that teaches us to circumnavigate the obstacle or even turn that obstacle into a tool? Knowledge. Understanding intellect, wisdom. It is knowing how to take these things and apply it that enables us to move beyond it, use it, and get to where we are going. I'll give you an example at a very, very basic level. Let's look at kids. Let's say you have a baby. A baby drops its pacifier, okay? It's enjoying it. It's loving it. It's super happy. It falls down, screams the life out of it. You have to keep giving it back to the baby. The baby drops it again, screams again. Why? Because it has the object where it's focused, and now that object is gone. It doesn't have the intelligence to be able to go and get the object back for itself. And because it can't get the object back for itself, it's in trouble. It doesn't know how to find it. It cries. A two-year-old has the exact same reaction when he's trying to get a piece of a puzzle into a particular thing. You ever seen these these toys that Fisher Price used to put out where you have the different puzzle shapes and you have the kid who's over there trying to match the shapes with the cutouts and the first couple of times they try to do it and they don't get it, they start screaming because they're angry. They don't have the understanding of how to do it. But as soon as you go there and show the kid, okay, it goes into this one and you do it a couple of times, the next time it can't fit it in, He doesn't cry. He goes and wiggles around a few of the other places till he finds it. Why? Because now he has the knowledge to be able to deal with it. And because he has the knowledge to be able to deal with it, it's no longer a very big obstacle for him. And so therefore, it is his wisdom, it is his intellect that moves him beyond it. When uh, when, a, when a kid is learning to walk for the first time and it's walking, if there's a table in the way, the first couple of times it'll sit down and cry because it doesn't know what to do. If you show him he can go around the table, then the next time he comes to the table, he's not going to sit down and cry. He's just going to walk around it. Why? Because now he has the knowledge with which to deal with this particular obstacle and move out of the, and use it either to go around it or to go over it or now to use it as a tool to get what he wants. And this is the very basic of our human nature. As we go through life and as we experience things that are tools and we experience things that are obstacles on our journey for where we want to go, it is our knowledge, it is our intellect, it is our experience, both the things that we can learn from ourselves and things that we can learn from other people that help us to navigate past those obstacles and use them as tools. So that way we can continue the journey, so that way we can continue to get the dopamine release, and that way we can continue to move towards happiness. Why does this tie into what 
2019 me is saying. That quote from Confucius, wherever you go, there you are. As you go into a new place, as you encounter a new obstacle, if you haven't learned from the previous one, if you haven't grown from the previous one, if you're bringing your same mistakes along the road with you and your same levels of understanding because you haven't taken the time to learn or develop or become competent enough to deal with it, whenever you enter these things, as soon as you hit the same obstacles, you're going to fall down, you're going to collapse, and you're going to have issues with it. Not because you can't overcome it, not because you're, you, you don't have the ability to circumnavigate it or to go over it or to even use it for your own benefit. It's because you haven't learned and you haven't grown and you haven't developed the ability to be able to deal with it intelligently. That's why growth is so important. With everything you go through, you learn from it. And when you learn from it, you register that learning in your brain. And so then your brain knows, okay, so this is how we deal with it. So this is how we fix it. So this is how we deal with the things that come up in our life. Otherwise, what happens is, is you can get to be 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old. Intellectually, you're not that old. You might just be two years old or three years old or five years old. Or maybe you're an adolescent, or maybe you're a teenager mentally. Why have you not grown your brain to the point of your own age? Because most of us don't have 10 years of life, or 15 years of life, or 20 years of life, or 40 years of life, however old you are. We usually have like three or four years that are repeated again and again and again, because we haven't taken the time to learn it, encapsulate it, Make, make it a rock solid thing and then from there move on and progress. And therefore, as you're going through life, you will find yourself encountering the same obstacles again and again and falling into the same ditches again and again because even though you're in a new place and new opportunities, you haven't learned how to deal with them. You faced them before, but you never registered that lesson with you. And therefore, no matter which way your journey is going, you keep running into the same obstacles again and again and again. You're facing the issues. There's just no growth. Okay, let's get back to Mr. 2019. And so when you think that suddenly the year is changing, I'm going to experience massive change. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to catch up with my friends. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to stop smoking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You will find yourself falling back very, very quickly and then wondering why did it happen? I'll tell you why it happened because you didn't change. You try to change an action without changing what triggers the action, without changing what causes the reaction. Because unless you figure out what is triggering the action, what is causing it every single time, no matter what situation you're in, no matter where you go, no matter which year you happen to transport yourself, build the time machine, go see yourself at 80. You'll be doing the exact same thing. Why? Because we are creatures of habit. We respond to different stimulus in our brain. So what is the brain telling you and how are you acting? Otherwise, no matter where you go, there you are. I've seen this in my own life too. When I was in my teenage years, I had problems with bullying. I was bullied a lot. No matter where I went, you know, I was, I had a problem with kids, you know, I was always became a victim. And I remember there was a training camp that I could have attended. Um, it was about 30 days away. I didn't know anybody there, brand new person going for the first time. I just said, this is a fresh start for me. 
you know, I'm going to get away from here, get away from my problems. I'm going to get there and I'm going to have a new life. Guess what? I landed up there and within 24 hours, I was being bullied already. Why? Different place, different people, same me. My reactions were the same. My behaviors were the same. I was creating the same problems, the same tensions. I was triggering the same, the same reactions just in different people. You'll see this yourself too in your own life. You change a job because you hate your boss and then find another job where you hate your boss as well. You break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend because there's this one thing in them that you absolutely can't stand. And guess what? A few months down the line, you get into another relationship and it starts going like that. Or maybe your relationship is great at first and then it always goes downhill. And then you break up and say, well, next one's going to be better. And it starts exactly the same way and it ends exactly the same way. Why? Because you are still you. Wherever you go, there you are. You are taking yourself with you. Let me tell you something, and this is something that's gonna blow your mind because it blew my mind when I first heard this. The human brain has 60,000 thoughts a day. Now you might say to me, because I hear people say this a lot, hold on a second. I don't have 60,000 thoughts, I have 100 thoughts at best. And all of them have to do with food or whatever else goes on your head the most. And those people, I say, absolutely. Absolutely, maybe you only have 100 thoughts, maybe you only have 200 thoughts, but you have 6,000 thoughts buzzing in your head whether you know about it or not. Only 100 to 500 of those thoughts become conscious thoughts. Only 100 to 500 of those thoughts enter into your conscience. The rest are floating around in the back somewhere. What determines what becomes conscious and what doesn't? There is a little thing in your brain called the reticular activating system. Okay, I'm just interjecting. Um, we talk about this a lot, I believe, in episode two of the ABCs for Purposeful Living on Belief. And so if you want a review on this, I'm not going to go too much into depth, but we went, we talked about it quite in depth in episode two. So make sure you go back and listen to that. It's once again available on all these channels, especially on Spotify, iTunes, and Simplecast. Okay, here we go. Or the RAS, and as I like to call it, your brain secretary. And they're the ones which filter out things based on your values, based on your needs, based on your beliefs, based on your assumptions. You have trained that little machine in your head, that little secretary. And therefore, the, it only filters those types of thoughts to you. It only filters thoughts based on what is important to you. Now, here comes the question. Why is that important? I'll tell you why. Psychologists, no matter where you go, will give you the same thing. We call it the behavioral funnel. All right, and I want you to think about this for a minute. The behavioral funnel. Every action stems from an emotion. You will see this in your own life and the lives of people around you. Every action comes from an emotion. When you're happy, you act out a certain way. When you're sad, you act out a certain way. When you're angry, you act out a certain way. When you're hungry, you act out a certain way. Every action is triggered by an emotion. Get this, every emotion is caused by a thought. All right, every emotion is caused by a thought. And every thought stems from a mindset. Every thought is stemmed from a mindset that you have in your head that is contained within that little 
part of your brain that we call the reticular activating system, your brain's secretary. If you want to know more about this, by the way, I encourage you to uh, look up the science of cognitive behavioral therapy or uh, CBT. It's, it's, a, it's a branch of psychology that has a lot of very interesting information that you will definitely find useful for your life. So if you want a subject to study this year and you're, you have a bit of extra time and you'd like to know about this more, I highly encourage you to do some research into cognitive behavioral therapy. And so if every thought causes an emotion and if every emotion causes an action and you try to change the action to experience lasting change, it won't change. Because as soon as your thought triggers your emotion, your actions will immediately follow. You always act on what you believe. Everything happens in your life. You're like, I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't know why I responded like that. I wasn't thinking. Ever heard yourself say that? I don't know why that happened. I just instinctively did it. What are your instincts? Your instincts are your thoughts triggering your emotions, triggering an action that you're not even thinking about. Those are the actions we're trying to change in the year when we want to go ahead and we want to experience new life, we want to experience new change and new transformation, new year, new me. But we're carrying around all this baggage and unless we are focusing on this, we will not experience change at all. Let me give you a couple examples. Remember earlier I, said, I spoke to my friends and I said, hey guys, I want you to give me you know, your New Year's resolutions. Uh, I posted up on this online a couple of days ago for those of you following me on Instagram. And I said, I want you to give me your New Year's resolutions, what you want to do for this year. But what I want you to do is I want you to tell me how it went for you last year, because that's going to be a key. So let me tell you how it went. I'm going to read a couple of them. One person said, I want to start smoking. Great goal. It's not good for your health. You know, it's a goal. It's a, it, for some people, it's a waste of money, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he, that's his goal. He wants to stop smoking. And so I said, good. How did that go for you last year? And he said, well, I tried to quit smoking twice last year. The first time lasted for a couple of weeks. The second time lasted only for a week. But this time I'm hoping it'll last for a whole lot longer. I looked at him and I said, buddy, you're going to be smoking by the 5th of January. Believe it or not, he was smoking again by the 5th of January. And he said, why, dude? How did you know that? Why can't I stop it? Should I just, you know, just give up and accept the fact that I'm a smoker? I said, no, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. You're not a smoker, dude. Don't tell yourself that. Because as soon as you start identifying yourself by something you cannot get rid of, it becomes a part of your identity and you'll never get rid of it. Because the strongest force in the human body, as, you, as Anthony Robbins says, the strongest force in the human body is to, is to maintain what you believe yourself to be. If you, so as soon as you tell yourself, well, this is just the way I am, you're stuck. That's not the way you are. You're just going about it wrong. You're thinking about it wrong. So then I asked So him, I'm going to come back to this in a quick second. But um, what I want you, I want to explain a little bit more of the science behind it because my, 
as I like to say, I'm constantly growing and changing and learning new things. And for the past couple of years, I have been studying cognitive behavioral therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. So I have a better understanding of the concepts that I, I understood then, but now I can bring it up in a deeper angle now. So there is a field of psychology called neuro-linguistic programming. And neuro-linguistic programming basically operates on the, on the psychological fact that as human beings, we basically, uh, we form our psychology at the very fundamental level using language. You know, you have thoughts and pictures and all those things going around your head, but what cements it into a concise thought, what, consents, what um, condenses it into information that you can then use is when you codify that into language, when you explain it to yourself in words. And therefore, whenever you verbalize anything, and worse yet, when you write it down, your brain considers that to be absolute fact for you. And within um, neuro-linguistic programming, there is this thing called PCT which is personal construct theory. And personal construct theory is basically anything that was a vague idea before that you then took and put into dialogue. You put it into language. Either you said it out loud, you verbalized it, or you brought it up in conversations, or you wrote it down in your diary or in your journal or in a letter to a friend or whatever it is. What's that done is now you've taken an abstract concept and you've put it into the very basis of intellect, which is um, through, through language. And now because of that, your brain has confirmed it as a true concept for yourself. So this is why you can actually rewrite your memories. This is why you can actually get a different spin on things that the way they were before, now you see them and interpret them completely different. Because previously they were abstract concepts and then you took them and you codified them into language and then you verbalized something. And now that you verbalized it, every time you go back, you're going to see it through that lens. And so the reason why I told this client not to identify himself as a smoker, not to use those words, I am a smoker, because that is PCT, that is personal construct theory. He has taken a difficulty that he's had with giving up smoking. He's come to the conclusion that he can't give up smoking because he is a smoker, and he's made that his own personal construct. Therefore, anytime he tries to do anything, with regards to quitting smoking, his brain's going to say, but you're a smoker, so you can't quit. You're a smoker, you can't do that. And what he's done is he's created a reality that has bound him to the very thing he's trying to get rid of. Is he a smoker? No, he's a human being who likes to smoke. But is that a deep, unchangeable part of his nature? No, there is nothing in the human condition that predisposes someone to be a smoker. Now, yes, we have a habit of addiction and all those different things, but that can be applied across the board to anything. There is no such thing within the human, both psychological and genetical makeup that automatically converts them into a smoker. And so what by saying that I am somebody who smokes 
and changing that into I am a smoker, what he's done is he's basically taken the thing that he can't find a way to get rid of and has made it a part of his very personality and very identity. And so now what happens is every time he tries to change and every time he tries to make a difference, his PCT comes and says, but we're this, this doesn't work. No, we're a smoker. We can't get rid of that. And so that's why I told him very, very clearly, do not say those words to yourself. And this is something that you should pay attention to for yourself as well. You should not be verbalizing things that you know not to be true. You should not be verbalizing thoughts and ideas that put constraints on who you are as a human being. If you're wondering if you might have created some, you know, personal construct theories for yourself, I would advise you to go speak to a psychologist because they can help explain these things to you. But just understanding the science behind it and the truth behind it is actually very, very interesting. And this is a point that I would like you to walk away with from here, because maybe this could be an aspect of your growth for the year ahead. Okay, let's continue. So then I asked him, why do you smoke? And this is a very important question to always ask yourself. Why do you do anything? And he stopped and said, well, I smoke at two occasions. I smoke when I'm at work and I smoke when I'm with friends. I said, good. Why do you smoke at work? Because work is stressful. Ah, okay. So it's a way to escape stress. What we do here, this is a, a process which we call um, root cause analysis. And if you have a friend who works in, in business analytics, or if you know someone who does like Six Sigma or things like that, they specialize in this. And basically what root cause analysis is, is basically you just ask the questions over and over again. Why, 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 why? Because then you get down to the bottom of things. Because generally any sort of construct that you have falls apart after the second or third why. So the more whys you ask, the deeper you have to go into your reasoning, the deeper you got to go into your into your psyche, and the more likely you are to find out the reason why. So if you want to do more research into this, look up um, root cause analysis. And that was what I was doing with this client and what I usually do with most of my clients when we have an issue that we need to get to the bottom of. The smoking is a distraction from the stress of work. It is a release from pain. It gives him peace of mind. Why do you smoke with your friends? Because they all smoke, and then it's a way to relax and have downtime. Okay, so it's your way to relate to your friends. You smoke because it's your way of connection with the people around you. Now, don't tell me that you're a smoker. You only smoke because it brings you peace of mind and because it helps you to relate to the group of friends that you currently have. So if you want to stop smoking, what do you do? You don't just say, I'm not going to smoke, because it's built into your brain that the way that you get peace of mind and the way that you relate to your friends is to pick up that cigarette at every point. Let me tell you something. If you want to fix this, you've got to find a way to fix the stress in your life. You've got to find other methods to cope with stress. Meditation, reading, taking a walk, deep breathing having a snack, whatever it is, something in the office that takes you away, refreshes your mind, resets you, and brings you back. Once you find the way to handle that stress in your office, you'll give up the smoking because it's no longer your brain's default way of acting. 
relate to friends, find another thing to communicate with, find another thing to do with them, find another place to go out, find a different group of friends to hang out with. If you solve those two problems for your brain, you will give up smoking without even trying. Why? Because you're not just trying to target the action, you're targeting the why, you're targeting the thoughts, the belief system that is causing you to repeat that action over and over again. Interesting, huh? Never thought about it like that. Just an update. That client has actually quit smoking now. What he's been able to, un, unable to do for years, he did within three months of the first three months of 2019 after we had this conversation. So it's from, from the benefit of hindsight, it works. Like that. Let me tell you another one. Another person wrote me and they're probably, I hope they're um, going to get a chance to see this video because they said they want to be on the Facebook Live because I told them I'm going to answer it for them. But they said, I want to think more positively this year. And I said, hmm, positive thinking. That's such a common one. Everyone wants to have positive thinking. I said, okay, how'd that go for last year? And I said, last year sucked. Last year, I had so many negative thoughts in my head. I had depression about different things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, then you're going to have the exact same thing this year. You're going to be depressed again this year. You're going to have negative thoughts going through your head, and it's not going to work out for you. They said, how do we fix it? I said, okay, let me ask you a question. What made you negative last year? When were the times that you felt that my positive thinking is gone? And what they told me was, every time I feel there is something in my life that I cannot control, I start freaking out. And that is when I start having these thoughts that lead to insecurity and eventually lead to depression and things like that. So I said, so the fact is not that you want to be more positive thinking. It's the fact that you need to come to peace with the fact that there are some things you can control and some things that you can't until you come to peace with the fact that life is not in your control and that you have to learn to let go and learn to accept and learn to embrace and at the same time, learn how to process everything that comes into your life, good or bad. Only once you learn that skill, then you can start having peace of mind. And then you can start thinking positively. Because until you deal with that, your brain's way of every time a thought enters your head that this situation I can't control, the emotion is fear. And the result is negative thinking. The result is depression. Unless you're targeting up here, unless you're hitting the top of the funnel, Unless you are triggering the, emo the, um, the top of the pyramid, the RAS, the belief system, you're going to have the same emotions and the same reactions every single time. And that is why some people succeed. And that's why many people don't get their results for the year ahead. But I want to see you get the results for the year ahead. I do. I really want to see you succeed. I want to see you grow. I want to see this to be this to be a year of massive, you know, change for you. I want this to be a year where you live your dreams because to be completely honest, that's what this world needs. You know, you look at the different people around the world that you admire, people who've gone on to change the world, people who uh, we look up to and say, these guys are world changers. These guys are heroes. These guys do awesome things. What's different between them and you? Nothing. They're, they're humans. They're born in the same life. They live the same lives. They don't have any special superpowers. None of them are superheroes. No. What they do have is the ability to make change in their lives, to make progress. And it all starts for them because they've all mastered this. They've all mastered the emotional intelligence and they've all mastered the emotional strength that they need 
to be able to grow into um, the changes through examining their thoughts, examining their patterns, and so they can have that lasting change in your life. And once you learn how to do it too, once you learn how to take these things and how experiences change, you're gonna change the world as well. I don't know where you'll go on, you know, maybe we'll see you in the newspaper, you know, maybe, you know, we'll see you on TV one day, or maybe you won't even be anywhere, but maybe, you know, give it 60, 70 years down the line when you're in your deathbed and you'll be able to say that I lived a happy and successful life. And honestly, that's what any of us want. We want to be happy, we want to be successful. How do we do that? Let me quickly share with you three tips, okay? And I want you, if you have this some time, write this down, do it because it's gonna change your life if you actually really don't. First thing, first, write down what is my goal. You've all wrote down your viewers' resolutions already. Maybe you didn't even write them, you just thought of them. But if you didn't write them on paper, I'm sure you posted them on Facebook or you pasted them as a hashtag on Instagram. Whatever it is, write down your goal. And write it down on paper, by hand, using either a pen or a pencil, whatever it is. Because like we, like I talked about a few minutes ago, neuro-linguistic programming, um, the, where the basis of putting a thought into um, making it solid is putting it into language. First of all, verbalizing it and then writing it down. And especially when you write it by hand, because it's easy to type things and then forget about it. And typing, because most of us do it pretty fast, it doesn't allow us to go through the thought process fully. When you actually sit down and write things out by hands, you really have to slow your brain down to get to the point where you can think out each and everything. And so uh, write it down by hand. Because unless you know where you're going, Unless you know what you're shooting for, you're never going to get there. It was a very uh, interesting um, movie. Do you ever see it? Uh, the Alice in Wonderland. I love the Alice in Wonderland. There's one uh, when Alice first falls down the rabbit hole and she's, you know, going over there. She runs into that big mythical creature, no, the Cheshire Cat. And she's like, uh, tell me the way to go. And he's like, where do you want to go? She says, I don't know. And he says, then it doesn't matter. If you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter where you go. Anywhere you go, you'll end up. You got to have a clear goal of what you're striving for. You have to know where you're going to go. All right. But then just what I talked about, the the, psycholo the psychology of uh, journeys earlier, like uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dr. Gray had told us about was that you your life is constantly on edge if you don't know where you're going. If you have no distinct place of where you're trying to get to, you have no object of where you're going for or where you're going to find meaning or any of these things, you're, you're, you're constantly frazzled. Your brain doesn't know how to handle these kind of things. It's like, give me direction, give me direction. When you don't have direction, you start looking around and everything, you know, if, if, nothing is important, then everything can be important at the same time. And your brain doesn't know what to focus on. If, no, if you're not going anywhere, you could be going everywhere and your brain doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know how to sensitize itself. It doesn't know what to be looking for. And it, it leaves yourself, your brain and everything in a, in, a, in a state of permanent exhaustion. You know, give yourself a break. Help your brain out. Get a positive intention of where you want to go know exactly what it is and actually make the statement for yourself that i'm here i want to go there this is where i want to be and we do this all the time subconsciously but what we want to do is take it out of your subconscious and put it into your 
conscious mind because once it's in your conscious mind then you can start actually working towards it second thing i want you to do is i want to ask your ask you, you to ask yourself where are you right now okay you have to know where you are in order to know where you want to go as well you can't fool yourself and say oh i'm doing so i'm doing so well and you know i do this thing occasionally if you want to experience change you have to get honest with yourself even google maps this is me again from 2021 even google maps will find your GPS first before it looks for your location. Because it has to identify where you are in order to help you know where, where to go. Because if you don't know where you're starting from, you don't know how to get to where it is where you're going. You could be two feet away, you could be two miles away, you could be 20,000 miles away. It doesn't, it's impossible to figure it out. You need to know where you are so you can also see what the gap is between where you are and where you want to go. That awareness is key, and I spent a long time talking about it in A for Awareness, which was the second episode that we did on our podcast. So if you wanted to learn more about that, look that up. But remember, you need to figure out where you are. It's crucial. Otherwise, you'll be lost, just as lost as if you didn't know where you were going. You have to take some time to sit down, think the hard thoughts, write it out and say, you know, I need to figure out what has got me into this place right now, today. And where do I go from here? Sit down and write it out. If you're a smoker, I'm using this example because I was just coaching this person the other day. If you are a smoker and you want to quit smoking, write the reasons why you smoke right now. When did you start? What need were you fulfilling at that particular time? What values do you have in place that make you think this is important for you? Because unless you identify these things for you, the change is not going to come. So that's the second thing I want you to do. Might take you some time, might require some more concentrated thought. Give yourself that time to think. Give yourselves that time to think. You need time to think and process in order to change. And the third step I want you to do is ask yourself this. To get to this goal, the one that I'm shooting for, what are some things I will have to embrace? What are the mindsets that are getting me there? What are the habits that are gonna get me there? What are the things that I have to do in order to get there? What is my life gonna look like You know, if, if I am someone who's trying to lose weight? What is my life gonna look like in the future compared to what it is right now? What are the things I'm gonna have to adopt? The ideas and the mindset I have to put on in order to get to that particular thing. You write these three things down, and take some time to meditate on them. Okay, I'm going to add a fourth thing. And this is something I started doing more of recently once I started doing a bit more um, study into the brain and psychology and all that sort of stuff. So there's a fourth thing I want you to do. I want you to write what will happen if nothing changes. Okay? Right in this moment, right now. If you never make a change in this area. If you keep smoking the next five years what is going to happen how much money is it going to cost how damage will your lungs get how bad will your teeth get you know your medical bills will they go up will there be opportunities that you are turned away from from that will you have breathing problems later will you have to give up sports which you love because you can't run for five minutes because you've shot your lungs 
This is something I think about as well, because there's a very, very famous proverb, which is something that I completely and totally realized in its entirety in the year 2020. Whatever is ignored falls apart. When you try to just push thing away and say, ah, you know, if we leave it, it'll stay the same. Or if I just ignore it, it'll just get better. Absolutely not. That's not how life works. Life gets worse and worse. Okay. If you don't intentionally take care of something, it falls apart. If you don't actually get down there and try to repair it, it will get worse. Anything that is ignored falls apart, including your life. And so the fourth step would be, if I don't make any changes in this, what will my life look like in five years? And honestly, think about it, because you need to scare yourself a little bit with it. You're not going to be the same person in five years if you don't improve in this area, if you don't make a change, if there's no growth, because instead of going forward, you'll go backwards. And then that will be a very, very difficult place to be. Now, why is it important to do this? Because psychologists tell us that we are motivated by two things in life. All of life is either running towards pleasure or running away from pain. And so when you come up with a plan of where you want to go and things like do and things that you want to accomplish, you, you create a lot of positive energy for yourself. You're like, this is where I want to go and this is how I'm going to get there and this is what I'm going to feel when I get there and it's just going to be like this. Imagine how you would feel if... All your dreams came true. If the thing that was holding you back, you're finally able to overcome, you'll feel incredible. Now, how would you feel if it got worse? If no change happened? How would you feel? Think about that. And then let that pain push you. Because some days you're going to wake up and you're just going to be so motivated by who you can be and the pleasure of that. And you're going to be like, yes, I want to do this. I love it. I feel that energy. I feel that inspiration and I'm going to go get it. And there are other days where the pain will chase you. You get up and you don't have the energy. You don't have the motivation, but you're like, you know what? If I stay here, I am going to hate myself in a few months from now because my life's going to fall apart. And so I have to get out and do it. So that's the fourth step that you can do along with these other three. Yeah, I think the video is almost over. He's got about three minutes left, and then I will bring it into a close. Okay, Mr. 2019, give us your closing. Show him to a friend. Show him to someone that you trust. Show them to anybody. You're going to show them to me. You know what? I'm going to do that for you guys because I really... I really want to help you. I really want to uh, spend the time this year helping you achieve your dreams. What I'm going to do is, I don't do this but often, but give me a second. Let me pull up the link here. Excuse me. I'm just going to give you, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and give you that link. Gives you uh, a 30-minute session for with me, absolutely free. And during those 30 minutes, tell me about your goals. Tell me about these three things that you're right now. Tell me about these three things. Tell me about where you want to go, where you are right now. What are the things that are going to take to get you there? Yeah, I think I did that, actually. I, I gave everyone on this live session, I gave them whoever wanted to, the first first however many people click the link and will get a chance to get a free 30-second 30, 30 session with me. And actually, I got quite a lot of inquiries with that. I think I talked to almost 
almost 40 people afterwards from that, of course, over the next couple of days. Usually would not have been able to fit it into my schedule, but hey, I was in bed with the gigantic cast on my leg. <laughs> and so all I do did was have time to talk to people. So it actually worked out pretty well. And I was able to talk to some pretty amazing people, and we actually managed to do some solid work with some of them. So who knows? I mean, I'm, maybe I might do this again. Yeah, I should probably do that, actually. Yeah, write me in the comments section if you'd like me to send you a link for a complimentary call. I could, I could possibly do that. Of course, I'm not going to break my leg again and be in bed for the, you know, to make myself free to do it. But who knows? It's 2021. We're in lockdowns again. All we have is time. And I'll help you come up with a plan. Honest to God, I will help you because I want to see you succeed. I want to see you make changes. And once you've made these things, once you've talked to someone, doesn't have to be me, it can be anybody. Once you start putting together that plan and formulating, I want you to start today to make one change every single day. The great man, Brian Tracy wrote a beautiful book. And in his book, he talked about what he called the one degree principle. And the one degree principle, he gave the example of an aircraft. Like if an aircraft wants to turn to land, if the aircraft is landing, it's not going to start turning within two miles of the airport. He's going to start turning 200 miles from the airport. And what he's going to do is he's just going to adjust his steering wheel one degree. And by the time he completes 200 miles, he will have completed an entire turn. He would have completed himself to set himself on course. And Brian Tracy gave that example. You know, you might think that in order to change your life, today has to be a complete U-turn, and tomorrow you throw away everything, you have to make a complete break with it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, especially for longer-lasting change and big changes that are very hard, sometimes you have to give yourself time. One, take one step today. Take one step tomorrow. I talk more about this on episode four, C for capacity versus capability. I actually did a series of workshops on that uh, this year because that this was a message that I've been, I had to learn for myself the hard way. And it actually, it's a chapter in my upcoming book. And it's, it's also a series of workshops that I did in different places. So you can get the, you can get the recording of it up at episode four of this series. Take one step the day after that. Find one thing you can do out of that list every single day. Homework for yourself if you want to have a rocking year. Where do you want to go? Where are you right now? What's it going to take? Make a plan. Live it out every day. And I promise you, you're going to have a rocking year because this year, let this be the year for you. Let, let this be the year that you decide that I'm going to have a wonderful life. Let 2019 be the year that you take that gift that was in you because every person is designed for greatness. Everyone has something within them that they're going to share the world. Everything has a seed. Everyone has a seed within them that can transform society if they would only let it go, if they would only release it out to the world. Let this be the year that you do that. And you will do it if you can follow these steps. So thank you so much for joining me on this Facebook Live. I've had a great time with you. If you have any questions, put it in the comment section, and I'll be very happy to answer it a little bit later. If you want to, please hit up that link, you know, um, for a limited time only. Schedule a call with me. It'll be completely free. I'll spend some time with you. Share with me your goals and the things we talked about. I will be very happy to discuss them with you. And I look forward to um, helping you to achieve everything that you want to achieve this year because I believe, I believe in you.
I believe in your potential. And I believe that uh, when you get yourself on fire and living the life that you have been designed for, the world's never going to be the same. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for the time. Thanks for your patience. Thank you for putting up with me. And I look forward to seeing you soon. May you have a transformed year 2019 and go out and rock the world. Thank you very much. We'll see you around. Thank you, Mr. 2019. As you can see, I have a very <laughs> very difficult time winding things down. I've always been long-winded. But one thing I would like to say is that as the years have gone on, I've kind of gotten better at keeping things short. Okay, so let's just bring this in for a close. Remember, most important things from this, all of life is about growth. You're always trying to get somewhere in life. And what's going to help you get there is learning and growing learning how to turn your obstacles into opportunities, learning how to use the things in your life as tools, and that comes about through intellect and wisdom. And as we know, wisdom is knowledge applied. And how do you apply knowledge? You learn how to do it, and you grow through it. This is the process of growth. And so if you want to achieve what you're after for this year, I encourage you to do the four things that we had mentioned earlier. And yeah, um, drop me a line, keep in touch, and if you need any help with it, I'm always here to let's have a conversation. And I wish you all the best. May you have a great year ahead. And I look forward to seeing you again next week for another episode of the ABCs of Purposeful Living. This is David Thurmer signing off. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Please do subscribe for more. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone else. Pass the help along. David is always eager to hear from you and would love to work with you in a more hands-on way. For more information, please visit our website at www.davidtheremer.com. That's www.davidtheremer.com.